Happy St. Patrick's Day from Gresh and Keith on WEEI. It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Raycroft. Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plate. People get out of the way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow on WEEI. 1101 with Gresham Keefe right now. Let's go between the pipes with Andrew Raycroft presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow. It is a Bruins Thursday and our guy Andrew Raycroft joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Good morning, Razor. How are you? Morning, gentlemen. I'm great. How about you guys? Uh, good. Good. How weird a spot was that for the Bruins last night? Back to back, two road games, play in Chicago, go play against a Minnesota team where it feels like these two teams don't like each other very much. A little bit of chippiness in there, but how do you kind of, like? I, I kind of look at it. and I'm like, all right, they 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 won one, they lost one. It's weird road back to back. What do you make of the spot that the Bruins found themselves in last night, Razor? It was as close to a scheduled loss as you can expect. There's some, like the one in Vancouver, three and four on a long road trip. That one you can chalk up sometimes. This one kind of felt like that or pretty close. Minnesota, very desperate team. Bruins traveling through the central time zone and getting getting late into Minnesota. So, it was. They played hard. They played well. They they stuck to it. But but it did feel like a game Minnesota needed a lot more than the Bruins did. If you look at this recent stretch that they've been on, obviously playing really well, adding up a whole bunch of points. Their last two regulation losses are both second night of of back to backs. I am curious though, how do you weigh it considering they have played a good amount of bad teams on this stretch as well? Sure, you have to you have to beat those teams, and in the NHL especially this time of year, you know, we're just talking about kind of the dog days and traveling and they're in a playoff spot. There's no question. So I think you can, you can overlook the schedule a little bit. You got to win the games. You can see teams like Tampa Bay losing to teams like Edmonton. Uh, There's good teams losing to bad teams on on a pretty consistent basis in the NHL right now. So I don't think you can discredit the way the Bruins are playing. They've got the second most points since January 1st. That's a pretty yeah. good sample size in the NHL now for the Bruins. Uh, what do you make of the the Patrice Bergeron injury, uh, holding him out for a couple of games because of the possibility for infection, and it's coming right as the leaves are vulnerable with the Matthews suspension? Sure. it's It sounds – you know they're very – precautious, very cautious, I should say, uh, with Patrice Bergeron. We saw it with the head injury a couple months ago, uh, we, or a month ago. We see it now. I, I think it's a way to build in some rest for Patrice as well. Instead of going to Minnesota and Winnipeg, playing back-to-backs, why don't you just go home, hang out with the family, take the kids to school, get your hand or arm completely 100%, and, and maybe you'll go to Montreal. If not, you'll just stay home and play a bunch of road, home games. I, again, you have that luxury when you're 14 points up on a playoff spot. What is this time like as a player with the trade deadline coming up on Monday? And I feel like NHL teams, all of them are active because you have the contending teams are trying to tinker with it and, you know, find a missing piece or two. And then the bad teams are obviously the ones that are maybe sending off their best players. So how do you both focus on 
you know, what your job is and playing for the team that you're on, but also, you know, you have to be aware that you might have to pack up your family and, and move at any minute. Sure. Everyone's aware of it. And to your point, if you're on a bad team, you're trying to get out of there. If you're on a good team, you're trying to stay as much as possible and do whatever you can. And so you're looking around the league, you're hearing the rumors, you understand what pieces and who's on contract and what their status is. So everybody's paying attention to it. I think in the Bruins situation, you're you're excited. You're looking forward to seeing what pieces are added, and to and again, you're you're unless you're Jake DeBrus, you're hoping you don't get moved. You <laughs> want to be a part of this and stay here, um, and and really want to get a boost. We've seen it with Charlie Coyle. We saw it with Taylor Hall. What a boost the team gets that makes the big deadline deals, makes the big splash, and and you really feel the energy and you feel the. The, the confidence that the organization has in the group, and you get excited about going on a run. Andrew Raycroft, Nesson Hockey Analyst with Gresham Keith, each and every Thursday on Bruins Thursday. Razor joins us on the Harbor One hotline. Uh, Jacob Chitron has an injury. They say two weeks. I don't know. It's an ankle. It's a leg. What do you make of the injury? What do you make of the Bruins' interest still? How does this change anything with that player heading into the deadline? Well, it's it's interesting that it happened during the Bruins game, so maybe they're trying to lower the value just a little bit. Maybe that was a, that was a mark, uh, a little Keith Spiracy uh-huh. there for everybody. I like it, uh, but I, I don't think it changes what anyone thinks of of Jacob. I don't think it. it and, and I'm I'm, a, I'm assuming it doesn't change the value of him either. He's he's a valuable piece. He's a young defenseman. He's got contract terms still for another couple years. So. It, it, it's interesting. He seems to still be on the board. All the reports are saying the Bruins are, are one of the two or three teams that are really into it. But at the end of the day, does Phoenix want to move a guy like that? And how much do you have to give up to do it? What is your idea of a perfect trade deadline for the Bruins, whether it's a position, a specific player or two? Uh, what would you like to see get done? I perfect situ ideal is if they could get uh, a, a guy like Rickard Raquel out of Anaheim up front and then two defensemen and, and uh, a top, a guy who can play 20 minutes consistently and another guy who's physical and strong and has is used to being in and out of the lineup that can play that seventh, eighth defenseman guy, because if the Bruins are going to go on a run, we all know you need eight, nine defensemen to do that, especially through this Eastern Conference this year. So add a little bit up front, continue with that depth. Again, you see Bergeron comes out of the lineup. you got to go to Studnika to do it. So I'd rather have that, a good 13th forward that can jump in. Just build depth for this team. I think we've shown, they've shown what a good team they are. And when they get all the pieces slotted the right way, they're very hard to play against, but you just need more depth for a long run what would you have to give up you think to get all of all of those things like what do you, what are we talking about players picks uh, well jake debrusque is the one guy right you assume he's part of any deal if he isn't i'm a give up first round pick go fly out the window i i'm i'm not concerned about that it's going to be in the 20th 23 24 25 um you look at uh, studnika senishin there's prospects down there that, that you can now afford to, to give up because you see what Trent Frederick, the steps he made. You see the, the, the third line's intact for two years. Hall is signed. Hall, those guys are signed. The second and third lines are a lock for the next two years for this team. 
So now you can afford to give up maybe a prospect knowing a guy like Lysel is, is getting better. And so, so I'm all for getting rid of prospects, first-round pick, whatever it takes to make this better team better. Razor, I, I worry a little bit about complacency because you mentioned, and it's very organic that you mentioned, well, when you have such a big lead in terms of the wild card, you can, uh, you're can you afforded certain luxuries. Do you think this team will be able to stay focused enough to keep pressing on the accelerator through the end of the regular season? I do think that just because of the character and the, the attitude this team has, the competitiveness that this group has built inside the locker room. I think the other part of that is all the other seven teams that are in the playoffs are in the same boat. There isn't one team or two teams fighting it out for that last spot. And then they somehow they get in and then they have that edge, that competitive edge. All eight teams are in the same spot. I think you can still look, I'm assuming the Bruins still have home ice advantage circled on their calendar, on their board. They're looking at the games against Tampa Bay against Toronto that are coming up as monster games. So there might be, I think the complacency that will set in after the deadline will be a good thing. I think they'll be able to, again, Patrice Bergeron needs a day off, go for it. Go stay home, hang out with the family. Brad Marchand, same thing. They can pick and choose minutes for these guys down the stretch, and, and I think you know, that the complacency will be okay for this group. All right, Razor. Um, if David Krejci's team is eliminated today in a part of the world that we don't think about, can we start to dream about David Krejci coming back? Oh, I mean, how much? What a what a turn that would be if oh. all of that David Krejci talk at the start of the year that disappeared, and then he gets on the private jet right after his team loses in Chechia, and he comes flying over here and. Eric Holland moves up to the right wing on the first line, and David Krejci steps in with Holland, Pasternak, and and then you know order the rings at that point, right? That's right. <laughs> Parade. Yep, that's a, that's what it's going to be. I know there's 20 games or so uh, left in the season, and and they can move up in the standings, like you're saying. They maybe even get home ice, but the way it's playing right now, as a wild card team, they could get Florida or Carolina. Is one of those an easier matchup for the Bruins than the other, or are both just pretty tall tasks? Well, and and really, even if they get home, you're looking at Tampa. So it's one of those three teams. Right. It's really hard right. to get around any of those three teams, and they're all tough tasks. They, they really are. And um, I, I, it's hard to say. It, the, the good news is with Florida and Carolina, Florida especially, they still haven't won a lot of playoff series meaning zero. They, they haven't won. Play, you know, they gave Tampa a bit of a go, but they didn't win last year. And they, so, so you still have that hanging over. This group really believes that once playoff time comes, they are as well-equipped as any team, except for maybe Tampa Bay coming off a of back-to-back cup when it comes to how to play in the playoffs, how to stay focused, how to stay locked in, and how to make adjustments game to game. So I, I don't – it's hard to say. I would. I, I lean Florida just because Carolina blew the doors off of them this year, and, and I don't think that really matters come playoff time. But but if I have to choose from one of them, I'm choosing the team that didn't outscore me 15 to one in three games. 
Now I see that the uh, Twitch chat and a texter into three seven ninety three seven. There, there said, "Oh, tickle trunk time." If you are new to yes. the show and you don't understand or know the tickle trunk, when Andrew Raycroft joined us around Halloween, we said, "What are you wearing?" He goes, "I don't know. I got to go to the tickle trunk find a costume." Hence, it was born. Now, good, bad, and different. Anybody can get stuffed in the tickle trunk razor. Who gets it this week? Well, I love the fact the Twitch line, the text line are catching on. You might not even have to explain the tickle trunk here in a couple weeks. Come playoff time, That's right. we might just roll right into that. <laughs> Taylor Hall, absolutely Taylor Hall. The way this is what I envisioned Taylor Hall on that second line, him driving the line. And Hall is doing great. David scores from everywhere now. He scores every game. David's doing David's thing. Hall has been great addition to that line. He can push the pace with them. He's very good defensively. He plays 200-foot game. But it's Taylor Hall, in my opinion, driving that second line. And that why, that's why that success is happening on the second line. He's flying down the wing. He's pushing the defenseman back. He's retrieving pucks extremely well, not only five-on-five, five, but on the power play. So Taylor Hall's my guy this week. This is exactly how I envisioned him. It might have taken him a couple months early in the season through a tough stretch for everybody but he's one of the best forwards in the Eastern Conference right now, the way he's playing for the Bruins. He's with us each and every Thursday on the Bruins Thursday. Andrew Raycroft of Nesson with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Razor, thank you. We'll catch you next week. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank Enjoy you, the Red Sox games. Yes. Ah, yeah, that's right. Well, you too, friend. I'm yes. sure you'll get bumped. <laughs> you'll be on Nesson 4 pretty soon with all the uh, Red Sox going <laughs> yeah, on. So. Yeah, that's right. All right, thanks, Razor. We appreciate you, buddy. There goes Andrew Raycroft with us on the uh, Harbor One Hotline. Yeah, we're getting into that uh, weird time of year. And, of course, the trade deadline right around the corner. I hate to say this, but it feels like with hockey, it's like, can we get to the postseason? Like, can we just bit. press the fast forward Both button? sports now. Yeah. I think once you get to baseball, I think basketball and hockey, you start to get that. And, and maybe because we've been spoiled and Bruins and Celtics have just been perennial playoff teams that you're like, all right, you kind of prove we have a good idea of what you are. But now to really kind of kick it up that extra notch, you need, you need those playoffs. Like in the NBA, there's at least some seeding. You know, there's yeah. still something to play for. Whereas with the Bruins, well, the Bruins you're like up too. you're like praying to God they don't get hurt. <laughs> well, you're right, and then you find out about an infection in the arm of. Where, where did that come from? All of a sudden, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, that was very odd.